It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Brandon home, this is your third straight loss, and defense has been an issue across the board. What, how do you explain this one after what happened in the previous two home games? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, we got to you know, sound like a – probably sound insane trying to tell you something different, but it's the same thing over and over. But um, we developed a bad habit of not coming out with energy, you know, and I'm, I'm taking it on my shoulders, you know, because I got to do a better job of – Defending, you know, and getting the bench going, and you know, and it starts with starts with me and John. You know, we gotta we gotta come out better, and, you know, be better leaders on our team, and and, and the rest will follow. But uh, overall, we just our defensive effort isn't there. You know, we're, we keep worrying about offense, and offense isn't a problem. It's our defense. All right, and that was of course uh, Wizards guard Bradley Beal. If he sounded down in the dumps. He looked a million times sadder than that, and he was not alone as the Wizards do what we said on this podcast just yesterday they could not do. They could not start this extremely winnable four-game homestand with a loss, and the Dallas Mavericks said, nope, screw that. Here you go. We're going to win our second game of the year in eleven in 12 games. They do it 113.99. Ben Standing here to help uh, talk you through this, hold your hand, talk you off a ledge wherever you're at. Here to help me do that, the guy who is trying to mimic me with a goatee look, Mr. Uh, Bobby Bancroft. Uh, what, what is that? Is, it, is this an homage? Is that what you're? Because you're, you're telling me you just realized we have the same look. Is that is that is that what's going on here? Like shaving a, error like this a, morning. Not a subtle homage. No, a shaving error, and I tried to save it, and then now I realize this is not a good look for us together. <laughs> well, fortunately, this is a video podcast. Nobody will be seeing us, uh, but. We did see a lot of the Wizards tonight. We're going to get into what happened. Got some sound also from the from uh, Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle here on the Locked On Wizards podcast. You can, of course, find us on iTunes. Subscribe there. Uh, Stitcher, wherever else you do your podcasting, we should be, even after the move from Audio Boom to uh, Panoply. Of course, you want to talk to us on Twitter. I'm at Ben Standing. If you want to bother Bobby, he is at Bobby Bancroft. He is particularly excited because Georgetown season's about to start, uh, so you can talk to him there, and I'm sure he'll give you uplifting thoughts, and I say that tongue-in-cheek. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, uplifting thoughts, tongue-in-cheek, no, actually, I don't really have any. That was bad. Uh, that, that was really bad. Like we talked about here, you know, you had the loss against the Lakers, a team that they're going to see on this road trip of now 5-5, five and five, but, you know, young team. The Wizards had a double-digit lead late. They blew that. Okay, that was thought to be that could be the worst loss of the year. Then you come home to Phoenix, a team that's also struggling and uh, you're not likely to make the playoffs a young team. You had a, I think it was 32-15 after the first quarter. They, I think they were up by 22 points at some point. They blew that. 
forget Cleveland. LeBron's LeBron, and Cleveland's the best team for proven otherwise. Then you come home again, chance to win at home against a team that literally the worst record in the league, one in ten. They've lost six in a row. All the stats are bad. They're giving up tons of. They're giving up a lot of uh, opponents to make a lot of shots. They're not making a lot of shots. They're getting killed on the boards, turnovers, whatever you want to look at. It's not good. And they came out and basically played like a team that, if you didn't know any better, you think, oh, <laughs> well, they're I guess the team that's the uh, potential contender in, in, in the Eastern Conference, not the Wizards who looked lethargic pretty much throughout, other than like a spurt early in the fourth quarter to cut a 16-point lead to two. But they did not look impressive, to say the least, Bobby Bancroft. Um, this is our first chance to have you on the podcast this season, so big treat for all. What's your take on what the hell is going on with this team? It's completely surprising based on what they had just done without John Wall, the way Bradley Beal was playing, sort of the way the way everything was going. And of all the stats that were going against the Mavericks, the one stat that was in their favor that continued is they don't lose here. Yeah, they, I mean, they've now beaten the Wizards 14 of 15 overall, going back to however many, you know, whatever, how many years that is. They play twice a year. I mean, that's a staggering stat to beat them. They, they swept it last year when they were also a bad team. They weren't record-wise as bad as this, and they swept them. Uh, Nine straight in this building. I, I'll tell you what, man. You know, Rick Carlisle is a hell of a coach. Again, he's coaching a team right now that's currently 2-10. and 10, But maybe, but uh, but nonetheless, he's obviously a guy that's won a ring. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they just, you know, the, the, the end of the first quarter, the score was 36-34 Dallas. But... They started the game, Dallas, with a 7-0 run. Uh, their rookie, Dennis Smith, their point guard, he came out. I think he either scored or assisted on every point uh, of that stretch. And it was, you know, some highlight kind of stuff throughout. And it felt like just from that point on that Dallas came out here. I mean, uh, well, I think it's one of those rare NBA games for someone that, you know, you're always here. I know you watch a lot. You're pretty much every Wizards game you're, you're watching on some some level. How If you track this all season, I will be surprised if it happens more than a couple more times that the Wizards don't lead for a second. They didn't lead for a second tonight. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is kind of like a college game. NBA games don't usually happen like this where, you know, a team gets up and they just hold it the whole time. It got close in the fourth quarter. A lot of the reserves, it was uh, Jody Meeks and uh, Frazier fueled that, that 14-0 spurt they had. You know, you sort of wonder was, you know, maybe you keep John Wall out a little bit longer. Not that he had a bad game, but he got out quick, only had four points in the second half. You know, he only had one basket in the second half. You know, I know, you know, stat line is still pretty good. Obviously, 23 and 14, you'll take any night. Um, they just they just seemed to be, they didn't sort of have it. They sort of acted like the crowd. There was no crowd here, and there was no Wizards here. No, it was a lethargic. I, I, I made a note that at the start of the second half the PA announcer inside said all right we need some energy in this building and I tweeted he could be talking to the team or the fans because it was definitely a a, a light crowd from an energy standpoint Uh, some some quick stats here the Mavericks came in averaging 97.9 points a game they had 64 by halftime 90 after three quarters rebounding Rick Carlos said had been a problem they out rebounded the Wizards 53-39 he said they've been committing too, too many turnovers only 12 they came in shooting uh uh, 42% from the field, 29th in the league. They shot over 47%. They came it in. It was up. much higher most of the game. Yeah. Particularly the first quarter they came out, and then they shot like 36.5%. They started Dirk Nowitzki at center, by the way, which is something they've been doing this year. This is the only time it's happened where they've gotten the W because they only have two. So 
it's not like it's going to happen a lot. Right. So uh, they also got it done defensively. Here's what Rick Carlisle, Mavericks coach, had to say about uh, how his team got this done. I know for you guys, obviously, it's about fixing what's been wrong for you, but what was what do you think was working specifically against them to slow them down? Well, look, I, we came into the game with a great collective force uh, and a collective will, and look, we've been we've been getting kicked around, and it's no fun. Um, and tonight, our guys drew a line in the sand and and really brought things to another level defensively and. They got they got great players over there. I mean, Deal and Wall, and you know, I mean, in terms of backcourts, you know, there are there aren't many better. If there are any better, um, on a two position basis. And look, you know, we, we we got up to play these guys. We know how good they are. All right, there's Rick Carlisle talking about his team's resolve, drawing that line in the sand. Bobby, we're going to talk about a couple lines in the sand for the Wizards and things that maybe they need to take a stand on right after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so there's lots to get into, of course. Man, you mentioned John Wall back. Let's just take that some good news. He came back after missing the one game. He fell hard on that injured shoulder a couple times. Said there was one point where I think Dirk Nowitzki kind of grabbed him on a, on a trying to defend him and said it hurt a little bit, but for the most part, he came out fine. So take that as a, as, as a positive uh, for this. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to hold off on the John Wall stats. I, I just looked up here uh, for for tomorrow's uh, podcast, but a couple things here, Bobby, for me, the rotation. I, the defense is, is sort of the overwhelming thing, the lack of energy. I think these are the things we need to put first and foremost high up on the chart as to the issues. But I come back to the rotation a little bit because, you know, Bobby, there are things about basketball that I will admit that people who do this for a living, truly do this for a living, are going to know way more than I do. You and I talk about a college basketball team in town a lot, and we often sit here and think, boy, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And then at some point we say... All the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. But at some point we're always like, I, you know, I throw up our hands. I mean, what do we know? I mean, it's to some level, this is what they do. We're not studying the film. You know, we're, we're sitting on our couch watching Netflix. Um, so I, 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 I say this under that premise, under that, guys. But when now I say, is when you go into expert mode. <laughs> because I don't understand... The idea that Scott Brooks has done now a few times, he did it today in the second quarter. Why does he go to an all-bench lineup? Now, I understood it a little bit earlier in the year when you didn't have Markeith Morris, uh, who played 24 minutes tonight. He's still clearly not all the way back, but, you know, he's out there. And I'm not saying you have to play John Wall and Bradley Beal all game. Those two guys each played 37 minutes, so did Otto Porter. But I, I don't understand why you go to that lineup. And, and what happened today was the Wizards... 
they, they were, like you said, they trailed the whole first quarter, but they got it down to 36-34. They start the second quarter. Dallas immediately goes on a, a pretty healthy run. Let's see if I get the exact run here. But the Wizards had their five bench guys on the court. Uh, you know, Oubre, Meeks, Frazier, Mahimi, Mike Scott. And Dallas, I believe they had at least uh, one starter pretty much the whole time. At least like Wesley Matthews was out there at the beginning. It goes from 34-38 to 34-45. And to some degree, the Wizards never caught up again. I mean, I know they they did ultimately get they it done. They did. But what I mean is that they they did get it down to two in the fourth quarter. We'll yeah. come back to that in a second. But they were in chase mode from then on. But again, they never took the lead. They were basically, from that point on, they were down double digits, essentially all the way until the start of the fourth quarter when they went on a, a 14-0 run to get it down to two. I, I just don't get it. Look, I'm not saying that, like, these guys can't play. But whenever people talk about you have a bad bench, I always think this is sort of a – it's a misnomer in the sense that you shouldn't be putting the bench out there. The entire bench. Yeah, like if you mix them in. I remember you – know, I've said this point before when they played Golden State. Golden State seemingly the whole game always had two of their four guys on the court, whichever combination it was. And the Wizards don't aren't seemingly he, – he's not looking to do that. I just don't understand it. Usually and, you would see Otto – with the bench guys, I feel like sometimes. I mean, last year Markeith Morris was that guy. Now, granted, he's been hurt, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he Otto Porter only he played less than six minutes in the second quarter. He didn't put Beal and Wall in for about the first, uh, you know, four plus five minutes. But by that time, they were down. Straight up, just as a straight strategy standpoint, I just don't get that. I don't care almost what the team is. I, I, the only time I get it if you go straight benches, but you're so pissed off at the starters, you're doing it out of that out of spite. But well, isn't this still finding yourself NBA time? I mean, obviously, when it gets into the playoffs, you would never – I mean, you're only going eight deep at that point, correct? So is, is this that, that, that part of the season? And maybe you think with Dallas coming in, this is a time that, you know, Brooks wants to see things? I mean, we this isn't the first – I mean, this is game 10. Right. By, by the way, I should mention this. The Wizards are 5-5. Five and five. This is hardly – the season's not over. They're but, three games ahead of last year's pace, and they almost <laughs> won 50 games. So. Right, they were 2-8 and eight at this point a year ago. So, yeah, it's definitely all not over. They, have, of course, have already lost now three games to teams that are uh, not yeah, good. The but, issue is the teams that they're sort of giving away games that you would expect if you're trying to get that two or three seed, the 50-win team. They're kind of blowing some games that you'd want to have in your back pocket. Right. And, and so, you know, you make the point about still trying to find yourself. And I don't think that's unfair, but I would say it's more, to me, it would be more like, okay, let's play, you know, Frazier and Meeks with Sadoransky, who did not play. I'm just making some. So let's, let's put those three guards out there because they look like, but we're also still going to have Otto Porter out there to try to do. I mean, I just don't like, at no point, in my humble opinion, should you have, a, should, should you not have a starter? Now, Gortat is a little bit different. Because Gortat and Mahimi really can't ever play together. So, you know, that's sort of a separate thing. But the other four guys, all of whom can some degree be a go-to player, I just don't get it. Again, I understand Marquise Morris is not all the way back yet. Um, he played – He was. He, he, Brooks said pregame he was going to be about 24 minutes. He played 27 minutes, 8 points, 3 rebounds. Um, you know, again, Wizards got killed on the boards. Morris is not all the way back, and, and that's a separate issue. It seemed like the Mavericks kind of had a secret weapon they didn't know about. Uh, you talk about a guy that I didn't know nothing about, Salah Bajiri, that guy. He got a great quote during the game. He had blocked a couple shots, and he said, now everyone knows who he is. 
Oh, I said that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He, he stuffed, I want to say, Ubre at the rim. He finished 10 points. Yeah, it was Ubre. 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. Um, and this was a game where you look at Dallas's lineup and you think, boy, they don't really have a center, right? I mean, so yeah, they're starting Nowitzki, who's <laughs> like a small forward. Right, right, right. And so, uh, um, so bizarre on, on that front and um, many fronts. So, so, I don't know. So, to me, that is a thing right there. Now, here's another thing about the rotation. I called for this in the third quarter on Twitter because what the Wizards were lacking so much beyond everything else was just energy. And you look at the roster and you think, well, who's going to give you that? I think the three guys that when you look at the bench, Ubre can give you some. I think Sadoransky can give you some. And I think Jason Smith can give you some. Now, Ubre was already going to play, and he seemed to be going through some of the similar motions as everybody else. But I call at that point, like, you got to put Jason Smith in. We didn't see Smith for a long time. I, was well, I don't think he's played the last two games at all. Um, and he did finally, right at the tail end of the third quarter, he came in and he was on the court when they went on the 14-0 run. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that he himself was the miracle, but I, I'm just saying he needed to play in part because, like what I just said, he gives you some energy. I mean, by the numbers, you know, nothing spectacular, two points in 10 minutes and two rebounds. But he just plays with a spark. A positive plus minus would be the big number that sticks out for him. <laughs> uh yeah. There's, uh, not, there's not too many of those tonight. There's not too many of those. But he came in with Jan Mahimi sitting. Jan Mahimi played only six minutes. Um, boy, I can just tell you that, you know, in talking to various people, I'm not saying anybody within the Wizards, but just basketball people, I, like, we already knew that the people were down the Jan Mahimi contract. That's going to be impossible to overcome, right? But I, I, forget that. Let, okay, it's an overpay, whatever you want to say. That doesn't mean you can't be a productive player. It just maybe you're you're not doing to that level. He's still he's considered to be a really good rebounder and defender. Well, holy shit, when's that happening? Because we're not seeing anything like that. He's looking like a complete liability on on both ends of the court right now. He's not giving the Wizards that spark defensively. And, and you know, maybe I think on some level when Brooks does go to that all five lineup, I'm not saying Mahimi would be the leader of it, but I think it's sort of like, hey. We have this guy. He should be able to help anchor this, which will last. Because, you know, Tim Frazier, Jody Meek, not great defenders. That's just not happening. I think, you know, if Scott Brooks is playing some matchups, and I, I don't have the Lakers scattering report off the top of my head here, you know, if he thinks Mahimi's the great answer, fine. But I would I would figure out a way to keep Jason Smith in the lineup for now and figure it out because you're not getting anything out of Mahimi. And at least Jason Smith can help space the court and give you that energy. You know, he'll throw the, the occasional elbow He'll get into it. They need something right that. So I, I say Jason Smith needs to be in the rotation right now. I'm not going to disagree with that. I love disagreeing with you. I'm not going to disagree with that. I thought it was odd at the – he didn't – I don't think he came in until the third quarter. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, when, when everybody's back and it's going to go with a 10-minute rotation, two people basically have to sit. And it's been Sadoransky and it's been Jason Smith. Sadoransky played a decent amount in the last game. Um because uh, John Wall was out, but he didn't play at all today. By the way, I'll, I'll just mention here, I talked a lot. You, if you've already heard the podcast I did uh, with Rashad Mobley previewing this game and, and sort of the entire road trip, I also sort of wrote about that, plus the sort of sad, why some of the numbers are sort of actually favoring Sadoransky over Frazier when it comes to the backup point guard. You can find that on FanRag Sports. Uh, Bobby, let's uh, wrap this up here. Uh, with some final thoughts on this in one moment. Are we at the 15-minute mark exactly? No. Hold on. Pause. We'll be back right after this. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so um, anyway, so so here we go. The Wizards, uh, they're back at it Thursday against the Lakers. Lonzo Ball will be here. By the way, his brother, my lord. His uh the middle the middle ball kid that is getting 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 the arrested for shoplifting in China that uh, pro tip don't do that don't shoplift don't do it in a foreign country I haven't been paying attention has his dad been going to all the away games what well, away game for who the kid no the like, bar I don't know if he's been going to all the the Lonzo Ball road games I believe I'm sorry, he, that's, that's... I believe he's in China. You know what you know what I'm talking about? What's yeah, going? yeah, I know that he got he got hit for shoplifting. I yeah. meant, did, is the dad going to be here? No, I, th- I which think is sort of the, the most interesting part of the Lakers traveling. I think from what I gathered, he was overseas because I thought I saw something. He was supposed to have a press conference and under advice of counsel, didn't because. Uh, but but anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's a bad that that's a bad scene. We'll to, I'll, I'll be curious to read more about that. In any event, Alonzo Ball and the Lakers will be in here. Thursday, game two of this four-game homestand. Uh, that you would have hoped that they could go 4-0 and in. Looking at who they're playing, yeah, sort of, you know, 3-1 and at the worst. Well, now they're already 0-1. And, and so, you know, part of the thing was beyond just like you got to beat these teams that you should beat, you got to start building some momentum here. Um, you know, the Wizards went 5-6 and six at uh, home last year before they won 17 in a row. Realistically, 17 in a row is probably not going to happen again. Yeah, because it's... Incredible. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty amazing streak. As you saw tonight, stuff happens. Right, right. So they got to get some momentum. I mean, look, if they can win these last three games, Lakers, Hawks team, it's like a two-win team, the Kings, uh, one win, at least at the time we're, we're talking about this. Uh, you know, you, 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 you win three in a row, you get to eight and five, you're home and home with Miami, then you go on a basically a, a 12-game road trip. It's 10 out of 12 on the road. You got to get some momentum going into that. And uh, – so look, if they win these next three games, I'm not saying we'll forget about this night, but okay, you can paper over it to some degree. But, of course. But but wow, I mean, it really is just disheartening to to see the effort or lack thereof when you know that all they've been talking about is they got to get this uh, done. And uh, you know, uh, John Wall, I, I don't have the audio for you here. Uh, maybe I'll play it later uh, or tomorrow. But um, John Wall, he starts talking, he's saying all the things about. We didn't play defense again, and I'm like, yeah, okay, but we've heard this now. He's like, yeah, I know. We do this every year. I know. Not good. Uh, but uh, Scott Brooks, um, here is what Scott Brooks had to say with regards to sort of what jumped out to him. He says, uh, our start defensively, it's not been good the last couple of games. I, I think I, if I can remember, Cleveland had 42. We gave up 36 tonight. We keep talking about being a defensive team, but now it's actions. We've got to be in – an action-defending team, and right now we're not doing that. And I do think that is sort of important. Like, it is very early in the year, and we can continue to make that point, but it is 10 games in. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the, you, you play 10 sets of – you play eight sets of 10 games, more or less, to get to the year. Well, it's done one. So, you know, you, you've got to start doing this at some point. And, look, 
uh, Boston, they lost Gordon Hayward, and they're killing everybody right now. They've, I think they've won like eight in a row last time I looked. Uh, Milwaukee today, they just acquired Eric Bledsoe, so now they're pairing him with Giannis. So they lost to the Cavs. Milwaukee. Well, I assume Bledsoe didn't play. I don't know. I don't know. I know the yeah. Greek freak had 40, but, you know, Cleveland's not going to keep losing forever. Right, right, right. And so I'm just saying, like, again, the Wizards are still a very good team, all that good stuff. And I'm not saying what a loss today to Dallas means they can't win in May. But, you know, we can't keep giving them a pass. At some point, we have to keep – we can't keep saying that's early. It is, but – You're at home in the Mavericks for 1-10. Right. And we don't want to hear – and by the way, I'm going to ban on this podcast. No more talk about 50 wins. Forget that. Why? That's no. I'm out because if you can't, you can't, you can't win. You, you lost these three games to these teams that you got to beat to get the fifty or more. Out. Just, just, just. just Starting off to a better start than they were last year, and they got what do they have? 49, 48. What did they have last year? Forty nine wins last year. All right. Well, they're they're already plus three. Uh, yeah. Then <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm 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 done talking fifty wins. Let, let let them get let them get some wins in a row here. Uh, let's get back on track, and we will. Uh... I, it's, I mean, it's just a thing because it's a thing. It'll be much. No one's going to remember if they had forty-seven wins and they make the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you know, right, at the end I mean, of the game, end of the day, it's all about the playoffs, and you have to get there. And to get a good seed, you probably need fifty wins. So it's it's relevant that I, way. I think I think maybe a way that I, I should phrase my thinking here is: we've done it here, and everybody else has done it too. We, we talk about: it. are they going to get a one or a two seed? Are they going to get over fifty wins? You know what? Play from the Wizards' perspective. Stop thinking about it. Play, just play. Don't talk. Don't worry about whatever uh, Lavar Ball is saying, or or or, or if, a, if a reporter baits you into repeating your claim that you made back <laughs> by back, back months ago about that you, 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 Cleveland was ducking you. Screw all that. Which it sort of seemed like they were. Well, I don't know, but like either way, just play. Just get it done. Focus on that, and if you build the right habits, again, everybody was counting out Boston to some degree, and they basically, I guess, said, screw that, and look where they're at. So, uh, you know, tough one for the Wizards. Again, still 5-5. Five and five. They are, like you said, they are, they're headed for where they were a year ago at this point. And, uh, you know, Markeith Moore still working his way back in. John Wall was back from shoulder, uh, all that good stuff. But uh, nonetheless, ugly night for the Wizards. Uh, it's potentially eh, probably won't get ugly now. We, we may go out and get a a, a, a drink, or I get maybe I'm. You're probably gonna go home because you got like uh, things to do. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I don't know if we can go out wearing the same goatee. It's kind of weird. Well, fortunately, at least I'm wearing a suit jacket. You're dressed like you're. Uh, I don't know what is that like? You work at the Gap or something? Or I've got a sports coat here. I was, oh. looking, I was looking nice. Yeah. This is post-game, Bobby B. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, end of game here for the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Thanks to, again, as always, for listening. Reminder, find us on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting. I'm at Ben Standing on Twitter. He is at Bobby Bancroft. And we are out of here. See ya. Everybody Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.